This is Rich Silverman. And this is Peter Katz. And today we are talking to Gerald Hullabowitz. One more time in case you thought I sneezed, that's Gerald Hullabowitz, who is the co-creator of a transmedia documentary called Moneyocracy, which is a highly politicized piece about the um, largely about the Citizens United Supreme Court case. But rather than getting into an involved discussion about politics on the podcast, what we're really interested in is the use of transmedia techniques deployed uh, over serious topic matters. Uh, so what I'm a photojournalist, I've been uh, working uh, in the, the industry uh, for about 10 years now. And uh, I'm actually now right, uh, based in Paris, uh, where I teach uh, photojournalism and uh, interactive documentaries uh, at the AMI, uh, which is a photojournalism uh, school. And uh, I'm also involved in the IDOC, um, IDOC.org um, organization, which is a, a scholar uh, organization, which is basically we are working on the interactive documentary. And I'm the author of Moneyocracy too. And I saw that you're active in the Transmedia New York group. Peter, Peter and I are pretty active in the Transmedia Los Angeles group. So maybe you yeah. can tell us a little bit about your involvement with, with those guys and what's going on in the world of New York Transmedia documentary filmmaking. Well, the thing is, uh, when I, I've begun interested in, in, in Transmedia about um, three or four years ago, um, uh, as I said, I'm coming from uh, the the photo the photojournalism uh, industry, and uh, uh, it's not going well. Uh, that's the the less to say. Uh, well, why not? What, what do you mean uh, by that? Because nobody uh, reads a newspaper anymore, and everything is uh, shifting to internet. So prices are, are are down, and it's not it, the industry is not uh, managing that uh, that shift very well. Is that why you're getting to interactive? Uh, yeah, that's what that's why I started to 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 look at the industry, and uh, because I I, I was uh, talking with uh, uh, the managing director of Seven, which is a photo agency, and he was talking about transmedia and um, how to give more context about uh, to 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 the the stories um, the, that the, the the reporters of uh, Seven uh, was uh, making. And um, I was kind of interested because I was working in the news industry. And uh, when you are shooting news, you don't have the time for anything. You just take the picture and send it over to the, to the agency and that's it. And I wanted to explore the, the whole content, the whole um, what, was, uh, um, what was the context of the story. So uh, I decided to get involved in the transmedia community. Uh, I started to uh, attend uh, some of the events uh, in New York, uh, which was at the, at the time uh, the transmedia meetup. And now it's, uh, it's becoming uh, the storycode.org organization. Uh, and well, I started to, you know, read uh, uh, Henry Jenkins, uh, uh, read uh, what what Jeff Gomez were, uh, was writing about uh, transmedia, all the the literature we we can find uh, on transmedia, and uh, I learned uh, just like that. Actually, what went through your mind while you were making that transition to more of an interactive approach versus when you started out in journalism? Um, well, uh, the the thing is, I, I always been in, in, interested into uh, uh, gaming, for example, video gaming. So the interactive part was just—I uh, mean, photojournalism was uh, uh, 
kind of a, not not a mistake, but uh, something that uh, you know an exception uh, into my uh, my career. Uh, I began as a radio radio reporter. Uh, I made a couple of uh, short film, um, and I always been uh, on the internet making my own websites. So the interaction uh, with people, the interaction with uh, um, the technology, the internet. Uh, uh, was uh, something that uh, I was able to handle. So actually, it was more like um, you know a, a new landscape to to discover, um, uh, and, and it was great for for me because I, I just wanted to do that. I, I think I, I was at, at a point in my career that uh, uh, I, I wanted to do that to explore more context, more interactivity, and uh, talk to people. You you mentioned the the word iDoc i documentary. Uh, did you coin that, or what's your involvement with the whole iDoc thing? And what what do you mean by iDoc? No, actually, I didn't coin the the, the term. Uh, Sandra Godenzi uh, was a um, teacher and a scholar at the Bristol University did that, uh, but I quickly jumped into it because um, what in France we have what we call the web doc. So that's, this is a web documentary, and um, to me it was more like uh, the web doc is a, a web-based documentary, and the interactive part uh, wasn't the, uh, the, the the main component of the web documentary. And uh, if you look at the production in France, uh, you realize uh, very quickly that sometimes the interactive part is not that. Um, uh, it's not very el elaborated, it's not very complex, it's not very um, subtle, it's, um, you know, it's, it's just um, basically it can be a, a slideshow with, a, with a music or sound and, that, and that's it. So uh, sometimes we call that uh, web doc and I found that uh, when, you, when you try to interact with people, it's just not a matter of uh, interface. It also have to involve uh, more uh, uh, discussion uh, through social media, through maybe crowdfunding, uh, uh, different kind of strategy, just like that. And um, yeah, to me, interactive documentary was—it's it, just a term, but um, it, it's very important for me because we we can focus now on the interactive part, not on the web-based part. And plus, if you realize that. The, the web is only a fraction of the internet. Uh, mobile phone is not the internet. Uh, it's not the web. It's the internet, but it's not the, the web. So, you know, it was um, something, uh, it has a broader view of what exactly a uh, web documentary can be or an interactive documentary can be. So in a sense, you could do more of a call to action, adding the mobile component to a documentary so it can almost take the documentary with you wherever you go to maybe make you want to donate money or vote or interact in a in another level to be yeah, an exactly. activist exactly that's a that's a way to me for me to 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 explore um, how we can um, um, make the the, the 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 user the viewer closer to the documentary you know to, to make it to make the user interact more with the documentary, and um, 
even if the 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 the, 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 the audience is in the street and looking at, at, at their phone, they can uh, browse the content, or maybe they can they're gonna have a, a different content than when they are on, on their computer or whatever. But you can use uh, geolocalization. You can use a, a lot of stuff like that, and it's more um, engaging. Now, is, is, is the ultimate goal for, for doing an uh, interactive documentary not only just to get people more engaged with it, but to actually get people to do something about whatever issue is, is being presented in the documentary? And for you, it's about finance reform, you know, finance influence in the United States, but it could be any number of other, it could be any issue, really. Excuse me, can you repeat, please? Yeah, the, the, the question is, what, what do you see as the ultimate goal of having uh, sort of a robust interactive documentary just beyond keeping people's attention and getting them engaged is, is the ultimate goal to actually create more activism around whatever issue it is that you're presenting yeah sure I mean the the you know the, the first step is uh, people have to know what what's happening uh, out there so that's a an information process uh, it's more uh, the education the, the educational uh, uh, process but at the end of the day, uh, what is really important is that people uh, realize that they have the power to do something. Uh, whether it's a, a political issue, it's a, an, uh, an economic issue uh, uh, about global warming or whatever, it's, people have to realize that they have um, somehow their voice count. And um, yeah, I'm going to. Uh, the, the whole point uh, uh, transitioning from uh, being a photojournalist to more like a visual journalist or an interactive journalist is to create uh, that dynamic where people can relate to a story and then go somewhere uh, and do something to you know make maybe a, a better world it, it sounds uh, a bit naive but it's 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 I think it's probably uh, the idea behind that. You've settled on a pretty hot button issue, um, the Citizens United case and mm -hmm. campaign finance, especially in a presidential election here in the United States. What what brought you to that issue? And kind of briefly, what what's your sort of general perspective as a, as a non U.S. citizen, or maybe you are also dual citizenship? I don't know. No, 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 I'm not a U.S. citizen. The the thing is, um, well, uh, I was uh, I was working uh, back uh, in uh, 2010 uh, in New York. Uh, and I, I used to cover the the twenty the two thousand and eight election uh, and the inauguration. And when I was at the inauguration, I, I was surrounded by people who thought that their voice uh, uh, made a, a difference. Uh, you know, they they, they voted uh, uh, mostly. They, they voted for Obama, and they were attending the the event uh, in Washington D.C. and they were thrilled by just seeing uh, their president uh, becoming, their candidate becoming uh, president. And um, I was, I don't know, I, we don't have that kind of uh, excitement in France. Uh, we, we, are, we currently have uh, an election, to uh, the presidential election, uh, and it's, it's not exactly the, the, the same, uh, you know, the same uh, excitement. Uh, and I realized, um, I wanted to do something to 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 work about U.S. democracy and uh, on, on the U.S. democracy um, 
uh, issues. And uh, in 2010, uh, I was watching C-SPAN when I, I saw the, you know, the whole Citizen United uh, uh, decision happen, and um, I was kind of uh, amazed by the, the, the craziness of the, the decision. Uh, so I decided to make the documentary. Um, so, so you're sort of like a, a transmedia de Tocqueville for the modern age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> that's that would be great. Yeah, it's a, that's that's the you know you have because you are um, I'm French, but that I think uh, you can apply that to any foreigners. Um, sure, you have uh, you you don't see your flaws, but you can see the flaws of uh, another system. And when I went to to the U.S., I fell in love with the with the country, with the people over there, and uh, but. I realized that um, you had also a lot of problems, and um, I wanted to um, to raise awareness about that because I'm I'm more I think I'm more neutral uh, than a U.S. citizen can be. Uh, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm just a guy, um, uh, a French citizen who is interested into U.S. politics. Uh, so that's that that neutral view. To me, is important. So uh, one 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 quick thing: when since these issues are complex, okay, yeah. so they're already mm -hmm. difficult to tell one platform, but spreading it and the the ideas in your vision to different places, what goes to your mind? Like, how do you how do you strategize having all these different you know ways to reach individuals and have a one coherent message? Yeah. Um, First, we started. Uh, I started by uh, writing the the documentary because I wanted to explain the Citizen United case. Okay, uh, so I had in mind uh, uh, documentaries like uh, Inside Job or that that kind of documentaries, um, and then I quickly realized that I, I couldn't. Uh, Put everything in, into the documentaries. So I started to, and I wanted to get people involved uh, in a different way. Um, the, at, the, at the beginning, the project had uh, fake ads. We, the chronologically, uh, we start with fake ads um, uh, uh, involving a, a fake candidate, which is was called uh, Bill O'Mane. And um, and after that we have the iDoc and then the documentary and then the comic book, right? And to me, the iDoc was the introduction. Um, we were trying, we, we are trying to introduce the problematic through uh, uh, a serious gaming concept uh, to make people more involved into the into the the, the, the issue uh, through the game, the gaming uh, process. Um, we thought that it would be more interesting, uh, more engaging, uh, maybe more compelling for uh, young people uh, to start like this and then uh, go further uh, by watching the, the documentary. And then if we have that audience, uh, we can move that audience to the comic book, which, gonna be, which is going to be a, a futuristic Comic book, you know, it, uh, Bill O'Mahony is elected in uh, 2016 uh, as president of United States, and the first thing he, he does is uh, he, he declares the democracy dead, and he, he proclaims the the monocracy. So that's that's the the, but, the whole architecture. But the initial challenge is the kind of the the small proof of concept 
to raise financing over Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, we I think we we can say uh, we have three thousand dollars and we were asking for forty eight thousand. So I think we failed on that point. Uh, but uh, we reached fifty uh, percent of what we are what we were looking. Uh, and I'm going to explain that. Uh, the, the the whole concept of of the Kickstarter campaign was to raise awareness about the issue and uh, the documentary, the project. Uh, so we did that very well. I think it's you know it's uh, we are gaining momentum and that's great. That's really great. Uh, and when we started the campaign, we didn't realize that uh, maybe thirty days was a bit uh, short for that kind of amount. So uh, so now. We we have we are gaining momentum uh, with the campaign, but it's too late to raise the forty eight thousand dollars. So I think we're gonna start another one, um, another campaign on our own website um, to you know um, to tell people that to tell the the, the first backers that it's not because uh, Kickstarter is over that they cannot uh, give the money they they they, they pledged. Uh, first thing, and um, yeah, to try to 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 try to raise a a bit of uh, money uh, to to produce the the movie. But we have uh, we are also working with uh, French producers too. Uh, so and we are discussing with TV broadcasters. So um, hopefully, it's going to work too. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners of this podcast have raised money on Kickstarter or are thinking about mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah. Maybe we, you can talk a little bit more about what you think went right and what went wrong, just as an aid to other people who are about to launch Kickstarter campaigns. Like what are the, what things might you have done done differently before you, you you press the green button and launch the campaign? Yeah. Uh, so first thing, that's the the the, the time. Um, I would have uh, put uh, maybe a forty or forty five day campaign instead of a thirty day campaign. Uh, it's a bit longer. It's it, it takes time to uh, to to bring people to the to the to the, the platform, and uh, ex especially when you have a very complicated uh, subject like we have, uh, you have to make a lot of uh, pedagogy, or you know, you have to explain a lot the uh, the, the story uh, to the people. So that's the first thing. The second thing uh, I think is um, we were prepared uh, to do that but I think the, the our team is still uh, a small team so I would have uh, maybe an intern some uh, to to help us for the for the the community management uh, management uh, that's that's the second point and um, well you know uh, I, I'm not sure if the the reason why we failed is uh, is uh, because we are we have a um, a weak uh, documentary. I don't think so. Uh, I think that's the the problem is probably because I'm French. We are French, and uh, for U.S. Uh, citizen, it's it can it it, it probably uh, may be a, a problem. So that's why I think that's why we 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 have failed uh, with the, with that campaign. So what you need to do is hire Tom Hanks to be your spokesperson. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and we are thinking about that. <laughs> we are looking for a celebrity. <laughs> on, we on, talk on, about uh, maybe Alec Baldwin could do that because he's very involved into that kind of politics. On, on another note, it seems like there's a, a challenge for uh, documentary filmmakers who focus on political subjects. Because mm -hmm. you look at Kony 2012, even though yeah. that video was hugely successful on the web, there mm -hmm. was two sides. One side of one side was very motivated by it and inspired, and other uh -huh. side said they oversimplified the issue. So yeah. do you, when you look at you know you know creating your documentary and distributing and marketing it, do you have that challenge where you're thinking if I simplify it, it could spread farther, but if I simplify it so much, I could dilute the message. Yeah, that's that's the whole problem because uh, you have to to focus the message to for the audience. But uh, if you if if it's too simple, you you lose the the interest of the documentary. Uh, frankly, I'm uh, I bet on the the intelligence of the audience. Uh, I think uh, people are very intelligent. They can, they are smart. They can understand. At least the audience we are targeting, uh, they they are they are smart. They can understand what the issue are. They maybe they are not aware of the issue, but once uh, they are explained what what uh, this is about, they quickly understand. I, I have friends in the U.S. Uh, I called them uh, to present the project, and they were amazed by by the story. They 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 weren't aware about that, but once they get it, uh, I mean, it was it was okay. So. Um, we didn't oversimplify the the, the message. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm saying not. I'm saying just the leading with a simplified message because it could potentially spread faster if it's more yeah. black and white, versus focusing on the gray area, may, which may not galvanize the same uh, amount of an audience. Yeah, but you know what? I, I don't want to uh, um, to look like uh, Fox News or whatever. I mean, when when you oversimplify. Uh, you you lose the context. Uh, you lose what is really important into the story. And uh, if you just say, "Well, Citizen United is very bad for uh, for for the citizen," and that's it, uh, it's not enough. You don't understand why it's bad. You don't understand the 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 free speech problem. You don't understand the corporate pe personhood problem. Um, there is a um, uh, a lot of thing going on around that that issue, and uh, and people need to know. I think so. If you start with a very simple campaign, and we thought about that actually, we we we, we thought about uh, uh, viral content or you know very short spot uh, TV spot, and uh, uh, we thought that we could use um, the the TV had model to, uh, to 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 market the campaign. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, first it's very time-consuming because we are uh, again we are a small team. We are again we are only uh, three or four, uh, so you know it's it demands a lot of production. So that's that's the first problem. And then, if you want to reach people who are involved uh, in that issue and who can spread the message out there, uh, you have to make them understand that it's very important. So yeah, uh, I I rather have a, um, a, a, a small campaign, but a very uh, uh, intelligent campaign. 
Here's a, here's a, a low budget viral uh, type video idea that I'll just kind of put out there. Mm-hmm. You, you, you talked that there's going to be a comic book that takes place, uh, in, I think you said 2016? Yeah. And, and basically it's positing like what if the, the moneyocracy you know, takes over? Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine a series of like 30 second video clips, like little vignettes of uh, the life of like a scene from an average like, American family in 2016, which wouldn't require any special effects, obviously. It's just very kind of kind of low budget, but seeing how the moneyocracy might impact people's real lives you know, four or five years down the line, you do maybe 10 or 12 of these things and put them up yeah, on you YouTube read, and the you website. You read my mind here. <laughs> you read my mind. Actually, we were... Uh, uh, we thought about that. Uh, we also thought about uh, uh, more, um, uh, you know, uh, a campaign about uh, corporate personhood where uh, people uh, would be able to upload a, a picture of them uh, saying, I'm a person. Because uh, corporations are, uh, you know, that corporations are uh, considered like uh, people, right? And um, But corporations uh, can have their feet wet because they don't have feet, uh, they can uh, shave uh, themselves because they don't have hairs. So we thought that we could uh, build a campaign around that uh, to support the project. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's, and, and again, uh, we are just beginning, uh, uh, we are just starting the, the, this campaign and we're going to have uh, other uh, piece of content coming on, and so uh, hopefully we'll be able to to do that kind of uh, of uh, of strategy to put that strategy uh, on. What I'd like to do now is is open up the hood and sort of take a look at what the iDoc is and and, yeah. and uh, what the interactivities are and how all that works. I, I looked at the the PDF document that you sent me, and mm-hmm. it's really well thought out and well put together. And it's something that that our audience is going to be interested in in how you're how you approach the interactive elements of your iDoc? Uh-huh. Um, well, the, the, the iDoc uh, starts with, uh, so you, you're going to have the, the basic introduction, uh, which is going to bring the, the context of the, the presidential election and how, uh, you know, uh, campaign uh, finance uh, works and, uh, and uh, why Citizen United and all that stuff. And after that short uh, intro, um, you're gonna start. Um, actually, you you are a board member of uh, 501 C4. Uh, the 501 C4 is a real organization. It's a non-profit organization, right? But they, since uh, 2010, they have the ability to raise unlimited money, and in, they don't have to disclose the donors. So that's a there is a kind of a secrecy around uh, a secret atmosphere around that that organization you don't know where the money comes from so you are uh, part of the board members who are controlling uh, uh, that 501c4 and your mission is to uh, uh, make Bill O'Malley uh, elected to uh, in 2016 so you're gonna have to um, uh, look at the 2012 uh, election and take the best of it and uh, make some decision and uh, and uh, finally uh, at the end of the the, the, the IDOC you can have um, uh, different uh, outcome whether you 
you are a bad guy, you, you choose to play the bad guy or to or, or the good guy, right? How are these decisions made? Uh, are people given multiple choices? And is this like a, a single player type of thing? Or do you look at the aggregation of what everybody is choosing? So I think it's going to be, it depends the the money we have to, to create the, the, the document, the IDOC, uh, obviously. But um, the the, is the the simpler the idea is to to make it a uh, one player uh, game you know you're gonna make um, it's a multiple uh, choices uh, adventure uh, something like uh, uh, you know the the book uh, in the 80s where you had multiple choices and uh, you have uh, choose your own adventure books yeah exactly yep. <laughs> I know the I know the, the, the name in French but <laughs> les livres dont vous êtes le héros voilà. That's, now, that was the name. <laughs> and one one thing um, I was I was seeing is that since your since your content is a kind of a living breathing thing on the web, uh -huh. where it's not like a let's say for instance you give someone a piece of content they consume it and there's no second life to it. It seems mm -hmm. as soon as that you make a splash, you're having a debate and a discussion with individuals. I was yeah. wondering what what are you doing to uh, reach out and almost create extension of your content by inviting people from opposing, you know, viewpoints to have a real, um, to really, sh you know, get out there and sh share their uh, thoughts. So yeah. it isn't like a one-way conversation with just like you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, no, no, uh, actually, the, the, when you start the, the IDOC, uh, you will be asked to connect with your Facebook ID or your Twitter ID, but we think more, the, the we're going to use the Facebook Connect uh, uh, API to, to create a bond between uh, Facebook and, and the IDOC. And uh, at certain point into, in the IDOC, uh, you'll be invited to either uh, share the content or discuss about it or upload a comment, uh, make a comment, uh, and engage into the discussion. Uh, we have three three main chapters into the IDOC. Uh, so the idea is to um, give the audience the maximum information that we can bring to him. And then at the end of the chapter, uh, it's like a, a debrief, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have to answer questions, you can uh, comment, you can react. And the whole pro the whole idea is to make people uh, react on Facebook because it's easier to to manage. Uh, the whole uh, you know platform is made for that, so uh, we're gonna try to make that happen. Um, you know, uh, bring people uh, uh, from the IDOC to to Facebook and engage into the discussion. And plus, we have uh, experts, so um, we are planning to 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 make interviews or live events with experts. Uh, to make a uh, real, uh, uh, real event, you know. Uh, sorry. Would, how um, how you know correlated is this conversation? Is it pretty much f completely raw, or are you filtering it um, if there is anything that's contrary to the documentary's like uh, you know thesis? No, 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 no. Actually, I I, I want my point of view is uh, the discussion has to be as freer as possible. I mean. I don't mind uh, that people uh, confront ideas, and actually, that's be that's better to me because when you look at the media landscape in the U.S., 
you can easily avoid uh, contradiction. You can easily avoid debate. If you are uh, a liberal, say, per se, uh, you can watch uh, all day long uh, MSNBC and uh, you don't have a clue about what's going on on Fox. And it's exactly the same thing for Fox. Uh, a Fox viewer uh, doesn't want to hear anything about uh, um, uh, MSNBC and uh, the liberal uh, thesis. So, and it wasn't the case uh, 30 or 40 years ago. So if people, Republican, conservative, uh, Democrats, liberals, can talk to each other uh, uh, by, uh, through the, 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 the documentary, it's going to be great. I just, you know, uh, I would be thrilled if that happened. Um, the only thing, sure, we're going to create the the content if you know uh, we don't want uh, anybody to uh, insult uh, each other or you know it's um, it's a polite discussion it's a, it's a, an intelligent uh, discussion but uh, either way um, yeah if we can create a real debate with Republican and conservative and and see what happens uh, and I'm sure there is a lot of people uh, in the conservative uh, uh, part that they are agree uh, that Citizen United is not a good thing. Uh, John, McCain, John, John McCain is not agree with that. Is uh, uh, pretty much against it. So it's it's an example. Any plans to seek sort of traditional distribution of the documentary, or even to create a second documentary that sort of looks at the the IDOC? And, and almost like a meta level, and maybe package the two together as a as a single feature or something like that. Uh, we have plans with uh, uh, French TV, so we are discussing right now, and we uh, so hopefully uh, we're gonna have a broadcaster. It's gonna be uh, we're gonna broadcast here the the documentary. Uh, and hopefully we find uh, some broadcasters in the U.S. and Canada, and we are looking for that. Um, there will be a second documentary, I think, but I, I, I mean, Moniocracy to me is uh, more like a, an IP, a franchise, and uh, we, we're going to try to explore uh, different parts of the, um, not necessarily the, the campaign finance law, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, there is a, a lot of things to do about uh, Alec, or about the Koch brothers, or about uh, lobbying, uh, lobbying uh, in in DC. So I think we're gonna probably make um, um, uh, moneyocracy two and moneyocracy three after that. I think, hopefully. <laughs> we, we we should also ask you who else is is involved in this project. Who are you working with on this? Well, uh, first of all, uh, my co-author is uh, Jean-Nicolas Guillaume, who is also a photojournalist, and uh, uh, we have been working on that project for about uh, one year together, and I was working on that uh, uh, a year before that. And uh, we have uh, a French producers, a transmedia French producers, uh, uh, which is uh, called Apifani, that's the name of the production company. Uh, and um, the, peop the, the the producer we are working with uh, is called uh, she's called um, Sandrine Gerbal, uh, and we also have a, a documentary producer, uh, and the, the the company is called uh, Les Films DC, um, the movie from here, um, and uh, the the name of the producer is called uh, Laurent Duré. So we are. Three uh, 
three uh, members of the team working day to day uh, on the project, plus uh, sometimes um, uh, friends helping uh, to create uh, some content and uh, a producer and another producer uh, pushing the documentary outside uh, and uh, making sure that uh, it's going to be uh, uh, broadcasting uh, one day. Now, I see that transmedia is a, a popular term in the entertainment industry for uh -huh. film, TV, video games. But do you think in the, in the world of politics that politicians will start looking to get uh, transmedia producers uh, as a uh, another uh, part of part of their team. Well, uh, you know what? That's very interesting that you asked that, that question. Uh, if you look at the Airman Kane uh, campaign, it's kind, it's it's pretty much that. Um, the guy the, the guy started uh, like a, a real candidate, and if you look at really close the how he managed his campaign. Uh, it was more uh, an artistic performance than anything else. Um, uh, Rachel Meadow uh, made a piece of that. I, I also wrote a piece of that on my on, on my blog, and it's very interesting because uh, I think they're gonna try to use that that these techniques to to reach people. I'm not sure if it's gonna work because at the end of the day, uh, you have to be. Um, Honest, and uh, you cannot uh, fool people uh, about uh, what politics is. But I'm not. I'm not saying fool them. I'm like in the same way when someone's a big Star Wars fan or fan of Spider-Man, uh, Batman, that you take uh, them to different platforms to engage with your base, and maybe you take someone who's more of a casual supporter, make them more of a fan. But not saying lie to them, but just using the same tools people are, you know, using to entertain. Use them in the. I guess let's say the political battlefield, you know, for the. Oh hearts sure, and I, I'm, I'm definitely sure that yeah, they're gonna use that, and they they already started. I mean, the whole uh, web campaign that Obama uh, used in uh, 2008 uh, was pretty much that. You had a very strong presence uh, on the web, and uh, it was connected to a real event uh, uh, on TV on. Uh, in the real life, I mean, uh, he started that, and um, and now, I mean, uh, they, they they are trying. I mean, if you look at uh, the Ron Paul campaign, it's also uh, a great. I mean, they they, they, they are re really investing the the internet uh, to to spread their message, and it's very interesting to look at that. So I yeah, it's. No doubt about this. Because uh, you see, like, for instance, Palin launches a documentary. I heard just recently that Obama is going to launch a documentary. So in the sense that they have their mothership, that, yeah. their main content, and then they could branch out of that with all mobile mm -hmm. and various forms. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, they all did that. Uh, Gingrich did that. Uh, he, uh, he had a documentary about him. Uh, Romney uh, had one, too, and uh, Obama ha had another one. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's... It's easier for a candidate to to explain. Um, um, if, let's be uh, honest about the, the the debate, the political debate in the U.S. Um, because I'm French, I know the, uh, the, the in France is 
it's totally different. Uh, when you have a debate, uh, it's you know very strong, powerful. Everybody is uh, shouting at, at each other, and um, you can go deeper into the the ideas beyond the the the, the, the entertainment part. Uh, in the U.S., it's very limited. There is uh, strong rules. Uh, it's it's very hard to put. Uh, your message out there. So um, through uh, a documentary, uh, you can uh, give a little bit of yourself. Uh, it's like a, a biography, or you can make a biography or something. Uh, and then uh, through uh, social media, you can engage into a discussion uh, around issues. Uh, you can connect with people. You can organize events. Uh, and I'm yeah, I'm sure that uh, it's going to be. A, not an exception. It's going to be uh, the, the the rules uh, for the next decade or so. They're going to use uh, transmedia techniques and uh, storytelling techniques are already used, but uh, it's just uh, another dimension of storytelling of, of political storytelling. I've got one final question for you, and mm -hmm. with, without getting into a whole philosophical uh, rant about objectivity versus subjectivity in, in, uh -huh. in documentaries. Yeah. You've got you've got a documentary that has a, a pretty strong point of view, I think, but also it has a whole fictional layer to it. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you keep those lines from from blurring too much? Because I don't I don't think that you want people participating in the iDoc and thinking that it's real. No, that's that's the whole point. Uh, that's why we we are trying to 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 have a, a very strong artistic direction, you know, something very uh, a strong uh, picture uh, for the IDOC because we don't want to look th that the IDOC looks like reality. Uh, and the whole atmosphere of the IDOC is, is very fictional. Uh, it's very complicated to, I mean, I, I, it, it was a challenge for me because I, I was, uh, I'm a, obviously, I'm, I'm a journalist and I'm uh, dealing with reality, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the neutral point of view or whatever. And um, it was really hard to imagine that you can uh, use fiction to bring a message. But when you, once you, you, you realize that it's maybe more powerful than uh, the, the reality, because it brings more, you know, you can raise questions that you cannot raise with uh, the reality. Uh, so, yeah, it becomes uh, very, very interesting to, to use that kind of tool. But, so, but, but, but at the same time, uh, when it is this artistic expression, it's harder to scrutinize it because when you put create a documentary uh, or photojournalism, it immediately gets point under extreme scrutiny while let's say if someone does a painting or something that's an interpretation expression of of reality it's hard to use the same magnifying glass yeah but um you know what uh, for for, the, for example uh in the iDoc we're gonna use um, a moral point of view and we're gonna try to trick uh the people not the audience, not because we we want them to uh, to look dumb or whatever. Uh, it's just to make them realize that uh, certain choice that you make in, in the real life uh, have real consequences. But if you try to, if you cover an event, you cannot do that. It's, it's just not possible um, because it's very complicated. You 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 can um, demonstrate that a choice leads to. Uh, a 
consequence, but uh, for people to uh, feel the, the consequence of that choice, it's, it's another dimension. Uh, so for example, we're going to ask them to choose uh, between uh, two budgets. Uh, you're going to have a, a $30,000 budget for a campaign, and another one, it's going to be $10,000, right? The one with, for, uh, you're going to have for $10,000, you're going to know all the donors. And for the $30,000 campaign, you, you won't be able to know the donors uh, at the first time. So if you want to, your, your candidate to succeed, you're going to choose the $30,000, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, the consequence will be that uh, the donor, the anonymous donor, will be re revealed uh, uh, later in the IDOC, and you're going to learn that uh, maybe a foreign entity uh, were behind that $30,000. So there is consequences, uh, and you're going to feel either ashamed or tweaked or whatever, but it's going to be your choice and you have made that choice at the moment where you were experiencing the, the IDOC. So, you know, and fiction can bring that uh, a, a different level of experience. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely a tightrope though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we, the thing is, we want to, to make them react because, you know, it's very complicated when you are in front of your computer. Um, we have that, that, that experience in France when, when we look at, uh, at a web doc or an iDoc. Uh, it's like, okay, that's great. Uh, that's a slideshow and that's it. And it's kind of boring. Or you, you become lost after um, uh, two or three scenes, and you don't have incentive to go, uh, you know, to go further and to go deeper into the IDOC or to, to even go to the end of the IDOC. Uh, and we want to try to, 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 to make that happen. We want uh, that the audience to have an, an incentive to go to the end of the IDOC and experience the whole thing because, you know, so. That's why we are looking more uh, uh, toward a, a, a serious gaming platform than a, a real documentary platform. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. But thank you. Thank and, you for uh, and Gerald, how do people find Moneyocracy online? Uh, Moneyocracy, it's Moneyocracy, um, M-O-N-E-Y-O-C-R-A-Moneyocracy dash project.com. Very good. Good luck with Thank everything. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hollywood 2.0. We don't subscribe to any of the political views uh, brought up in this uh, current episode. Well, not officially at least. If you want my own views on the subject, you can email me and, and I'll get into a long, involved, possibly boring and confrontational discussion about politics with you. But that's for another time. Follow us on Facebook at Hollywood 2.0.